What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hi everyone, it's Emma and Liv, and we're your meta sidekicks. Today we're going to be talking about trees. Did I say about trees? Yes, about trees. Actually, plants in general. I'm just saying trees because I like trees. Emma's already staring at me because we don't know what we're going to talk about, and she's like, you're just nervous rambling, and it's only been 0.2 seconds. Yeah, so Liv is a psychic medium, as one knows, and she can apparently not only talk to ghosts, and crystals but she can also talk to plants which is so cute because they have such cute things to say you forgot about the fuzzy creatures yeah well <laughs> <laughs> emily's like you just talk to anything it doesn't matter it's just all of them whatever yeah, you, you can talk to inanimate objects like when we went to uh the tarot card reader which is our next podcast tall emily yeah you were talking to her rings which did not have any crystals on they were just metal that was a wild day. I got to like let loose a little bit in the metaphysical sense. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of energy in that house. A lot of things happened. If you guys um are listening to this, you should listen to that podcast because somehow Tall Emily, the tarot reader, and uh Liv channeled past lives. <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I just forgot about this thing I've never done before. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, well, for me, they were just like spirits and I literally had one of them like, know that I could see him in my mind's eye and a little bit physically too because it's it's been interesting we've been you don't even you don't talk about him in the pod in the podcast either so I don't know if you want to like explain it a little more oh I can go into it a little bit but like Em and I have been doing TikTok lives if you haven't been there check it out exactly we started doing um tarot cards I started doing tarot cards because I'm learning it and when I do them Liv starts, I don't know, it like focuses the energy better for Liv. So there's not a thousand people coming in for her. There's more of a direct energy to who I'm reading. Well, I'm also channeling the person's energy that we're shuffling cards for so that we can shuffle the cards for them. Because with tarot, I don't know. Like tall Emily was able to channel energy and shuffle the cards, but I was really trying to like give her some energy too. I did not give her any energy. I just allowed her to read me. Essentially, how I see t- things like that is the same way you are able to channel someone across the nation. It's the same way for someone who's reading tarot. They just need to pinpoint that energy in the energy soup. And they're able to use 
their energy to put into the cards and read them, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, but again, I'm like an asshole when it comes to like tarot card beliefs. So I'm like, if you're not shuffling the cards, then it doesn't matter. But t- I'm going to say for my asshole beliefs, tall M is 100% an exception because she's for sure a sensitive, intuitive, psychic person that is very able to channel energy because she was like oh my god when she was reading my cards about how much energy I deal with every day and I was like yeah and I'm trying to ease it down a little bit so you don't have your mind explode right now yeah Tomlin is a clear sentient which is clear feeling so she was essentially channeling Liv's energy into the cards but was feeling what Liv feels every day spiritually (laughs) she's like i've never felt this overwhelmed before i was like yeah anyways uh we've been doing the tiktok lives and em did her first one where she was reading tarot cards for people it was super fun it was really great but i've been seeing cats but like physically seeing cats and i know you guys like as an apparition yeah and it's only been bits and pieces of them like a tail or a foot or like part of their head but this guy that i was channeling that was a past life for tall em I was able to kind of see a little bit in the living room that we were sitting. Oh, well, so he was like an apparition as well? Yeah, but just for a second. Like, I was seeing him mostly in my mind's eye, but a little bit in front of me as well, like with the cats. And he literally sauntered up to me and blew in my face because he knew I could see him. And I was like, you are such a sassy creature. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> so, a sassy gay man. Yeah. So if you uh, want that hot juicy info was it hot and juicy dave's hot and juicy well you don't talk about <laughs> her past lives in she, the podcast at all really did i not yeah no you turned it off oh sorry it's because we were literally recording the podcast and she wanted to talk about past lives is she okay with us talking about it i mean i don't see why not okay so anyway she wanted to talk about her past lives a little bit and two of them came in She said one of them was a man from England who she believed was gay and he partied a lot. And the reason he passed away was from his partying, which he, um, he says it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Wanted to party more. Well, he meant that he couldn't party anymore. Yeah. He validated those things. And, uh, he was like, yeah, it's not a big deal. He, oh, he also had a cat. And I was like, he's showing me this really ragtag kind of like cartoonish looking cat like its fur sticks out everywhere it has black long fur like its whiskers are all bent up kind of and she's it's all emily said yeah the first time i you know connected with that that past life i did see a cat and it was in my dreams a couple nights ago too and i was like that's funny so he only was validating that the dreams that she was having of her or the meditation i think she was doing a meditation to connect with her past lives that he was validating that the past life that she saw was correct. At least that's how I interpreted it, by showing me a cat that he had. Well, he also wants her to find the cat that's supposed to be with her, the little oh, tan yeah. cat. So yeah, we he's it, like, "We're gonna, I'm going to bring a cat to you. This is going to be the cat that you need to get. Yeah, he's helping with the cat, and so is her grandmother. Her grandmother is helping her get a cat to her. And her grandmother helps her with tarot, which I'm not sure why we're well, talking that's the about great, this in this video. That's, this the, that's the great grandmother that helps her with tarot. Oh, is a different grandma that's going to find the cat? Yeah, the one ah. that knits a lot and tells us to stop worrying about her. It's the one that's helps oh, yeah, the yeah, cat. Yeah, okay. Got you. So many grandparents. Yeah, she has a big family. Yeah. Like me. And then we also talked, um, we also talked to her other past life, which was a little bit before the... Um, the blonde man from London and 
she was on the Titanic and that was a little bit different. She was just, she struggled with depression her whole life after the event. And well, she struggled with depression before being on the Titanic and being a survivor as well, because she came from a very well-to-do family and uh, her mother was not present in her life and her father was absent when she needed him. I think she also had a brother that was helping with the finances of whatever thing that they were running that made them so wealthy. So she really didn't have her brother, which she needed, or her father emotionally or physically because they were so caught up in, you know, the aspect of running their business and being well-to-do. And she really needed that before she went on the Titanic. And then after, once she became a survivor of it, she needed it even more and she still didn't have it. So that was something that she struggled with her whole life. Yeah. So the Titanic was kind of like a tipping point that cool. yeah. escalated her depression. So those were two of Tall M's past lives that I talked to. And it was interesting. And then the third one just didn't want to talk to you, right? She was like, oh, my life f- wasn't that interesting. The vaudeville <laughs> French yeah. lady. Yeah, she's like, I don't really care. You're not important to me. Oh, that's it. I got it. She was also very... Uh, Well-to-do. She, yes. what, French ballet? Was it French ballet or French opera? No idea. I forget. She was some well-to-do French woman, and she was very much uh, not wanting to talk. She was like, yeah, I'm here, but, you know... Not that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're not even talking about trees. Maybe we'll make, if you guys want, we'll make, we can make an, uh, another, like, little spiel bonus Patreon episode of Tall M Adventures. Because that, that really was a cool day. We're going to just go back to her and <laughs> do more readings. <laughs> yeah, she's very talented. So, yeah. trees, talking to plants. I think it's funny. M just posted recently a TikTok of me talking to daffodils in a tiny tree from our video that's coming out on this podcast as well on Wednesday. So you can already view it for your pleasure. And uh, somebody literally <laughs> asked another medium. They tagged a, tagged another medium in the comments and was like, is this real? It was so weird. <laughs> well, one, I think it's kind of rude. I mean, if you're going to ask another medium if what I'm doing is real, like at least do it in the person's DMs, not in our yeah. comment tags. But I'm kind of interested to see what this other medium says because, one, I don't know who she is. I didn't I don't like. think she will because she has millions. Okay, she has hundred thousands oh, of followers. You looked up the medium. I didn't. Oh, because I follow her. She's oh. great. Okay. She has like 300,000 followers on TikTok. Mm. But... And we have 9,000. So they're like, yeah. this has to be a sham. <laughs> but I don't understand why people think it's not possible. It's a plant, a living being. Obviously, it has some sort of consciousness. Oh, yeah. I believe talking to plants more than I do t- than to talking to tall M's rings. That blows my mind. <laughs> well, we were just... I didn't... I've only met tall M once. And we literally made a YouTube video for... I don't even know what about, like, who makes the best mac and cheese. That never went out, by the way. Oh, it didn't? <laughs> no. <laughs> Because that, that guy that we did it with has all the clips and he quit YouTube, so. Oh, well, yeah. she literally told me, she's like, I just remember you being the person that told me that I needed to add parsley to my mac and cheese. And I was like. <laughs> yeah, it was like an hour in encounter with Olive and M. It was so funny. I'm like, I'm glad that you remember me as like the bitch who told you you needed parsley on your mac and cheese wonderful and i remember that day because i made a a a golden girls reference about how one of the episodes um oh what is her name sophia was talking about how she used to take care of her daughter and put parsley in like the salve she would use for for a cough relief or whatever for dorothy Mm -hmm. when she was sick as a child and she's like mom why did you even put 
parsley in the cough salve that you'd rub on my chest at night. And she's like, for presentation. It's like the most like Italian Sicilian thing I've ever oh, heard. Oh, for sure. But that's what I told Tal and that's the only encounter we've had before we were anywhere. And uh, it was just great. Like I didn't know how metaphysically in tuned she was because just like me, before I started embracing my mediumship, you hide it from the world. You're like, no one has to know about this. No one can ever know about it. It's horrible. It's scary. People will hate you. You can't do any of these things. And it was literally a breath of fresh air to be like, we're both really weird and we can be weird together. Yeah, we we really like meeting spiritual people because they each have like a different gift and they both channel things very differently because Julie was the same way. Oh, yeah. That's true. It was also awesome talking to Julie because I haven't gotten to talk to her in that way, even when we were like friends in in college. Because again, in college, I didn't really talk about being a medium as much. Right. So it was great to be around somebody that understands me, at least to an extent. And she really, being clairsentient and her being clairsentient, it was great to kind of have somebody talk to about it and not feel like, I feel like a lot of things in the metaphysical community, they tell you, oh, you can't do this. And you they couldn't do tell that. tell you how you are able to have your gifts, but everything is different for every single person. Exactly. And we were just talking about how each of our things are different, but also similar. It was just refreshing and very yeah, therapeutic. It's both Julie and Ptolemy have the clairsentience, but they both do it differently they both channel it differently Mm -hmm. and you could physically see it as a medium (laughs) which (laughs) is so cool it's great and I don't have to I can just talk to them about things that I experience and not have anybody like well you should do this or you should do that or I don't think this is real and I don't think that is real because really with the metaphysical community it's not about telling people what your perception of reality is or isn't real because all of it cognitively shouldn't be real so it's it's just kind of like condescending to do that so it was it was I know I keep saying this, but it was it was nice and refreshing to talk to somebody and not have them critically try to break me down. We like our spiritual people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I thought it was funny that someone in our first Talking to Plants video on TikTok asked another medium if what I do is real. And I'm going to use this as a segue into saying that I personally, well, Em's already said it's a living being, so why can't it speak? But yeah. I thought it was weird the first time I had a, a plant talk to me. And I know we talked... We touched on this in a other episode just briefly about how a plant in a library when I was a kid started talking to me. But my mother, who is also a medium, interpreted the same thing as well. And we both thought we were crazy. And it was probably, I don't know, it was sometime after we had talked to the ficus at the library. You should briefly explain it in this in this podcast so people get it. Okay. I can I can circle back. Circle back. Oh God. <laughs> Zoom just meeting. briefly no tangents we got a lot to talk about so it, my mom and I thought it was really weird and that we might be crazy too and we're like well we're both mediums mother daughter mediums it's not a big deal maybe it's just something that we do my mom was talking to her friend after we had talked to a ficus some point in time mm-hmm. and my mother's friend is a reverend and a pastor I'm not entirely sure how religious titles work but I do know that she's been called reverend and I also know she's been called pastor if if that's is that able to be is that a thing can you be both M? I don't know oh I don't think that's in my religion (laughs) well I know she teaches she literally leads a congregation but she also can marry people so I think that's the difference between being a pastor and a reverend I don't know anyways if I'm wrong whatever she was talking to my mother and she was noticing about how 
a tree that was being cut down was literally telling her how it was being it was sad to be cut down and that the other trees around it were sad that it was getting cut down because it had helped them grow and she was talking to my mother about this and she kind of this woman and my mother are friends not only just because they're friends but also because this woman reached out to my mother through a mutual friend i think because she thought she was a medium and she's a reverend and a pastor so she's like this shouldn't work this because can't happen. i'm a religious person and i have a doctoral degree in theology and it makes me uncomfortable so let me talk to someone safe about it because i can't talk to anybody else in my religious yeah. community about it so that's kind of how she and my mom bonded and became friends but my mother and i had talked to a plant and then her friend starts saying that she talked to a plant and she's like am i crazy she asked my mother and my mother goes I thought I was crazy, but three of us can't be crazy. So to the person in our TikTok comments that says, is this real? I think I can talk to plants. And there's two other people on this planet that also think they can talk to plants. So take that. Mm. But to give you a brief story of it, uh, the ficus she's talking about was on like a pedestal of some sort. And she's sitting next to it and she's like, I don't understand why I feel like I'm up so high. And like these little children voices are just so annoying. And she looks over at the the ficus and it's on a pedestal. And she's like, oh, you probably just don't like being up here. And when she put it down on the ground, it was like a big sigh of relief. Uh-huh. It, <laughs> it also was telling us how it didn't like that the children would pull off the dead spots on it. And like yeah. pull off the leaves on it. And there was like certain people that it would pick out and tell me about that I <sighs> didn't know that the ficus thought were weird too. And I was like, this is really weird. It's not normal, whatever. But then I started noticing the people that the ficus was telling me about. And it's not people like you don't go into a library and just randomly like look at people and then remember them. But the plant was describing them to me and then I would see them around the library. Yeah. So <laughs> anyways, that's how I learned that I could talk to plants was through ficuses or a ficus at the library. And then Em and I went to Chick-fil-A one night. Actually, we went to get ice cream, but then we locked ourselves out of the car. <laughs> so then we went to Chick-fil-A because Chick-fil-A was open and the people at, at the ice cream place were like, we're closed, sorry, we can't hear your desperate fries banging on our front door. <laughs> yeah. So we were waiting for someone to give me a uh, another key and there's like cut flowers in there and the flowers were telling Liv, the one that was at our table was telling her that it was prettier than the other flowers in the room that we were in. And they were they were cut flowers. They weren't even like, they didn't have a root system or anything. <laughs> yeah, which mind boggles M because she's like, that's like if you were talking to my severed arm. Yes. I don't know how it works. I'm just, I feel comfortable just like I, I felt comfortable but at tall M's apartment. I understand it now. <sighs> talk about the weird random things that talk to me. <laughs> Yeah, so we went to the Arboretum in our town, and we went there for our video, so if you guys want to check that out, but she talks to, like, all of the trees and things like that, and the way that she talks to the trees and how the trees talk to each other, it kind of makes me think that plants have a different kind of consciousness. Well, not necessarily a different kind, but they're more of a collective consciousness, in the sense of like if one dies that consciousness is again connected in a way that is different than a human spirit like I feel like human spirits are kind of like in glass jars but the plants kind of are as one but they're in different trees and different plants and things like that I don't know if that makes sense so you mean like they're not bound by their it's like 
I don't know. You know that one saying where like the earth breathes one. Uh-huh. It's kind of like that. It's like trees and plants are in existence to give life to other things, but they are like one being, even though they seem to be a separate being in our reality, they are one being. And then you also were talking to them and I feel like they are attached to this world through like the plants and stuff but they also have more of a connection to like the spirit realm yes well that would explain why so many people think that they're portals because technically they're not they're like physically anchored here but only in one portion but that's why i think they're also a collective because they don't have i don't know like the glass box of a body which would be keeping them in which would be why i can talk to cut flowers yes which is why you can Ah. talk to a cut flower because the consciousness is still there and they're kind of attached to this cut flower, but they're more or less just within the collective conscious of these plants. It's, I, I feel like I'm only understanding a portion of that, but I do smell like, what you're cooking. I don't, yeah, okay. We asked, there were a whole bunch of memorial trees there, so there was a bunch of um, like ghosts that were attached to the memorials, or like, I don't know, not necessarily attached but because their memorial was there, they were coming to live and talking to her. And the one man was saying, because we were asking them, like, what happens to trees when they die? And the one man was like, that's too complex for me to explain to you. Oh, 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 because he was showing me books. See, yes. it's great because we haven't talked about how you interpreted us going to the Holden Arboretum. I was just really excited that it was warm outside and it was springtime. <laughs> And I was just, like, living in the moment of talking to trees. But you're, like, l- criticizing it as an outsider. You can literally give me the littlest amount of information and I can put it together for you. That's, but that's literally how I read it is it's literally, like, it's, like, the earth breathing as one. <laughs> I also do think that plants are way more powerful than humans because they're the reason we're here. <laughs> yeah, I think they're literally one being and that's why they're so powerful because they have a whole bunch of these, like... <laughs> I don't know. They're not bodies. I don't know if that makes sense. They're just like little pinpoints that like attach them to this world. Yes. Yeah. They're really powerful. That's really, I never thought about it that way until he was like, oh, it's a lot more complex than you think. And I'm like, okay, now I know what you're talking about. (laughs) So like (laughs) we were at this one tree that kind of um, piqued my curiosity because of the way the energy that it was giving off and it ended up being like an iron wood tree or something like that so its bark was very like hard but smooth at the same time and I really liked the way the branches curved because it was a little bit smaller so we were approaching the tree and I was like I like the way this this tree gives off energy it has a very grounding energy not necessarily like stern or menacing but like confident and who it is And it just, it had a very good vibe to it, I guess. Kind of like a protector, like sword and shield type vibe. Like a knight almost. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Was this the man's tree? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because then we got to the tree and I noticed that there was a plaque. Well, and we're at an arboretum. So most times the plaques just say something about the tree. But it was actually said, you know, planted in memory of um, this person. So... All of a sudden, as I read that, the man kind of like walked up out of nowhere towards me facing the tree. And he's like, well, this is my tree. And I was like, well, thanks. I know that. <laughs> and then M started. I, well, I told M that a man was there. And it was interesting because my signs have been all mixed up for not entirely, but for the most part lately. Whereas when I am channeling spirit during readings and giving information for people that are asking to speak to their loved ones, 
the people present on my right hand side and my right ear is the part that bothers me so I know a spirit is around. But lately when we have been out and about or just I've seen spirits, they come in on my left side if I see them. And again, like I was talking about how I was looking at Tall M's One Past Life, the man from London, he was just standing in front of me like a normal person and I was getting information from him on my right hand side. That's where he stepped in. But anyways, the man who stepped in from his tree came in on my left hand side. And it was almost as if since I wasn't asking for information from him from spirit, he wasn't coming from spirit. He was coming plainly and blatantly not. And I don't mean to say blatantly as in like rudely, just very matter of fact, he was coming in in front of me. Like he was just in the area. Yes. He wasn't coming in directly to talk to you. Yeah. It wasn't about me or anybody else. It was just information in general that he decided to come talk to me about. I feel like when I'm when I'm trying to get answers or information or there's a reason behind me channeling a spirit like in readings or like for tall Emily, she wanted me to try and connect with her spirit guides. Yeah. Um, that was me wanting something and they were coming yeah, in. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They were coming in from spirit. So like they reside in spirit. So that's why they're coming in on the right hand side. But when we yeah, were at. that's your waiting room. Yeah, They're not waiting to speak to you. The yes. other ones. They were just. It yep, just that's it. <laughs> it's, it's almost like if you're out. Oh my. Like I'm like tingling. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, it's like if you're. If you're. Um, if you're walking on the street and you just see a person. They are just. They are just there. That is them. They are just existing. So you see them. But if you're waiting for somebody, you know, you have a scheduled appointment, you know that you're going to be talking to them or you're, you know that you have something planned for them, but this really was just not planned. He, I read the plaque and he just walked up and was like, this is my treat. And then I told Emily about it. So I, that's crazy. What? Because when we were at Janelle's house, remember I said there was a guy sitting in the the living room, but he was on the left hand side. And you're like, well, is he like physically here? And I was like, no, I know he's dead, but he's just here. So he just wasn't there to talk to you. Yeah. He was just there. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) And the reason why it hasn't happened before is because you don't just have your medium hat on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're going to do a signs and symbols thing eventually so that she can uh, tell you all of her signs and symbols. That'll be fun. Um, So anyways, he walked up and he's like well this is my tree and then I obviously I told Emily that someone was there because I feel kind of like dirty not <laughs> yeah you should tell me everything <laughs> <laughs> and she's like well what does he have to say and I was like I don't know he's just here he's like this is this is my tree and this is my arboretum not necessarily his but this is his valley yeah almost. it's just where he he comes and he's like I like the people that walk here I like that there's a tree here in my honor I think it's like it's very fitting for me and uh, he likes to wander around the Arboretum just like normal people do because it's like a nice, calming, happy place. So that's basically what he was sharing. And then Emily's like, well, does he know about the trees? And then that's why he like nicely redirected me to like books. And he was like, no, you have to read something on them. But they were all very old books. So I don't know if they were necessarily spiritual books or books at the place that we were at because the Arboretum that we were at has an actual library where there are old books that they keep in a temperature-controlled environment so that they don't decompose faster. So I don't know if he was telling me books that are actually at the Arboretum or books in general or specific spooky spiritual old books, but he just was like, it's not something that we necessarily understand. or like. And when I say we, Emily and I, because we're physical beings right now, <laughs> not, not souls. So. Yeah, because 
Liv talks about how plants, like, scientifically uh, communicate with each other through their root systems and things like that. Yeah. You want to talk about that? You, You understand that better. So you will explain that. Yeah. So in college, my college experience was horrible and I was actually supposed to take an ecology class which I never took I ended up taking animal behavior instead to equal it out because they only offer ecology every other year but the year that I needed to take ecology they didn't offer it so they let me take animal behavior which they also offer every other year anyways um I thought it's interesting I I just think it's funny that I was supposed to take an ecology class and I never did but then that's what I wrote my freaking thesis on was something that I didn't know anything about (laughs) So I actually had an internship at this arboretum that Emma and I visited, and it was one day in the middle of winter that I was with my my mentor, and we were <laughs> trying to count the infestation rate of untreated woolly adelgids on hemlock trees. So imagine being in the middle of like 50,000 acres or some ridiculous amount of land, and you're counting tiny white bugs on the underside of hemlock trees, and there's about three feet of snow, and you're in the middle of the woods. Fun. Exactly. And I don't remember what I was thinking about besides freezing my hands to death and also trying to write with a pen on water-resistant paper while my mentor was counting bugs on the bottoms of Mm -hmm. trees, that I was looking at the roots of a tree, and it's almost like, I don't know, I just started thinking and putting two and two together, and I was like, was it like Avatar when he touched the tree, the, the, I don't know what kind of tree that is, the big tree that connects everything and he like. Realized that everything was connected? Yes. Yes. Kind of. It kind of was like that. Because that's how trees are. In its own little way. So I don't know if it was information from what I've already learned or if it was information spiritually or a little bit of both, but I was like. I think it's a validation to that because you've watched that before. You did that, right? I watched the Avatar movie or the Avatar show. Yeah, but I probably hadn't watched Avatar in, in, since I was a child at that point. So that's a, that's literally what how it is. It is. So I'm standing in the middle of this forest, knee deep in snow, freezing every part of my body off. And I'm looking at the roots of these hemlock trees and these oak trees around us. And I'm like, if we could somehow communicate with the trees or give them things in a certain way, then we wouldn't have to use all of the pesticides and external things that we use that hurt everything else in the world. Like they spray pesticides on the outsides of trees to keep these woolly adelgids and other things like even food crops from having infestations of things. And I'm like, there has to be a way for us to communicate with the trees so that we don't have to put external gross things on them. So that really got me into asking my my mentor, I'm like, can't trees talk to each other? Like, isn't there like very scarce scientific literature about how trees communicate through root systems? Because I remember learning in like basic biology that certain fun, ugh, certain fungi, and I know some people say fungi, certain fungi, I, well, I wanted to say fungi and then it just makes me think about my one professor that I really like oh that God. also doesn't believe that our school is haunted, says fungi, because he's like, it's a G and it's a J sound. And I'm like, whatever. So certain fungi actually communicate with each other the same way that trees do. But there's a symbiotic relationship between the fungi that grow on the tree roots that amplify a tree's ability to communicate with one another. And I asked my mentor this and he's like, yeah, that's not my specialization, but I know that some they're doing more research. Like it's a very new broad topic of, you know, 
biological study that trees can communicate with each other. And I was like, hot dog, that's all I need to know. <laughs> so then I went on this big old excursion of writing my thesis paper of how we can manipulate the small biospheres around tree root layers to aid tree growth, reforestation, and hopefully get rid of the use of pesticides. Because if we could physically talk to trees and like have them help each other, wouldn't it be so much easier than making chemicals and spraying them on things? Yeah, because plants talk to each other through like chemical, I don't know, chemical something. Yeah, they release chemical signals. So say one tree is experiencing drought because it's uh, I don't know, say it's on top of a hill and then all the other trees underneath it have sufficient amounts of water because they're at a lower elevation. Well, what happens is trees recognize through many biological mechanisms that they need more water. And what they will do is they'll send out signals to the root systems and they release like chemicals and pheromones through the soil and the trees around them can pick up on the chemical signals of this of the tree that is in drought. And what will happen is the trees at the bottom of them, if they like this tree, mind you, because there is still competition between trees and plants. It's not right. just some symbiotic, happy, go-go world of like... Yeah, but sometimes trees need other trees to uh, help them grow. Yes, but it, again, if these if the other trees see that this tree isn't a threat to their survival and they like this tree, say this this tree might have been the mother of all the other trees growing at the bottom, yeah, then they will recognize those signals. They can send other signals to the tree that's in drought saying, we're sending you water, and they will reroute their water system to oh. get water to the very outside of their roots so mm. that this one can uptake it. And the way fungi come into this is certain fungi will go on the root hairs which are smaller smaller portions of the root system of a tree and they'll amplify the signals as well as extend the reach of where the roots can exist so in like in thanks of helping the fungi get nutrients because they'll take a little bit of the nutrients that the tree gets from the soil around it and from its roots itself they help amplify their signal and they connect to the end of the root system and then keep growing out. So it's like an extension of this tree's root system. Jesus Christ. So now they can talk. At an, it's like it's like a tree has its own communication system would be like the can on the other sides of the yep. string. Mm -hmm. But then the fungi come in and they're like, actually, snip, snip. And they cut the little the wire in between the two cans and make it like a Bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> Which is wild wild there will be trees that are falling down and another tree will reposition the way it is growing to catch the other tree that is falling so that it can continue growing because this tree would know that it is more beneficial to have another tree close to it in a certain manner like they literally have to think about if it would be beneficial for them to help another tree before they help a tree so yeah. there are, there's so many things that we don't even know. We don't even know. Literally why I see trees as a collective conscious because they don't have a brain. They aren't processing these things. Their consciousness is processing it. Yes. And their consciousness isn't trapped in a brain with ego. It's 
trapped in the spirit realm i would say trees are like virgos (laughs) (laughs) they're always making calculated decisions they're not necessarily like rude or only think about themselves but i think sometimes they do really think about the benefits of helping another tree because sometimes trees will try to kill out other trees because they're competing for sunlight and resources well the way you explained that if there are other trees those trees can help them survive aka give them water if they need water or nutrients yes so obviously it's better to have a lot of other plants around it to aid in their survival Mm-hmm. Or if there's too many plants, then they'll start killing each other oh, yeah. quietly. <laughs> it's literally like a war being waged it's that we literally can't even see. It's literally earth breathing as one, <laughs> which is beautiful to me. It's wild. So if you guys want to go down a deep dive that's crazy, look up how trees communicate with each other and how certain fungi help extend their root bases and how they survive in their communication methods. It's wild. Um, or you can go on to researchgate.net and read my thesis paper because <laughs> no one does. <laughs> but yeah, you should talk about the plants that we saw at the arboretum, like the daffodils and some of the trees. Oh, okay. So in addition to the ironwood tree that we saw that was in memory for the guy yeah, that the memorial was, tree. That was really nice. There's this one tree that I'm like drawn to. And in the summertime, I talk about it in the video, how there's flowers underneath it. And it's, it's a big oak tree. Mm-hmm. And we, we passed it when we were walking through it because obviously it looks different. And it was like calling to live. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, it has to be over here. So my monkey brain and my ego was like, I'm going to find this thing. I'm going to use my eyes and it'll be easier for me to find it. And I remember passing the tree and it literally was like, you're passing me. This is uh, this is me. I'm over here. Hi, and Liv thanks. said something too, and she was like, "This is a pretty tree," and we literally walked past it. And she turned around and was like, "I don't know where this tree is." But I ignored it too because yeah. my monkey brain was in the way. Because your ego was like, "It doesn't look like the tree, so it can't be." Well, I exactly, and I literally was like, "Okay, turn off your monkey brain, <laughs> turn on your medium brain, and just let it go for a second. And as soon as I did, the tree was like, "You walked past me." I already told you this. Turn around. <laughs> and then I was like, Em. I was like, Em, do you see this? This is where the flower bed is, where the the flowers usually are, but it's springtime and everything's got, like yeah. not here except for a ephemerals. And it was literally the tree that I was just filming when we passed it. And mm-hmm. she was like, I really love this tree. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, wait, this is the tree. <laughs> I just had to listen. <laughs> I'm not perfect. I still... I, uh, You're a human. You have an ego brain. Yeah. You're no tree. Sometimes it, it still gets in the way. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> it's a very fine line between letting everything in and not letting enough in. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, I like that tree. It has a very, like, female essence to it. Um, obviously, it's been there for a long time. If you look at our video, it's humongous. And um, I don't know. It just it has, like, a very motherly vibe to it, and I really like it. It's very female, feminine and when she says female, obviously, like, the tree isn't necessarily male or female. It's the energy that is given off by the tree. So when she says female or male, it's kind of a difference in energy. So female is more like a passive energy. And male is more of a aggressive forward energy. So the way I would explain it is female energy has more of like a slower wavelength yes. to it where it's more like it allows things to come to it where a masculine energy is kind of a go-getter type deal it's kind of more of a wall too I would say if I had to explain female energy it would be more like musical vibrations whereas male energy is more of like a box 
makes a lot of sense. Because <laughs> <laughs> we we actually we actually passed a tree that was a birch tree, I think, because it was white, and uh, it was one of the trees that split. And Emma's like, "Oh, this is what people think portals are when there's one tree and they split into two. Like a Y at the bottom." Yeah. But I yeah. remember I told you, I was like staring at it and you're like, what does it feel like? I was like, I was going to say girl, and but also the other side of it is a boy. So one side yeah. of it was more female and the other side of it was more male. There was like two sections of it that are coming out of the ground and the one section was a male presence and the other was a female presence. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. And then we had three other birch trees were like river birch trees. I think they were river birch because of the way they grow. But M's like, well, what about these ones? And these... They had like a section at the Arboretum where they were doing like willow wood weaving or whatever. And around it, somebody had woven a willow twig branch like fence. And I told her how two of the trees I think were connected, but the third one didn't even have like a bit of an energy source to it. It was alive, but it was like it was a part of both of the other two, not necessarily its own entity, which was interesting. Yeah, which again supports the collective conscious. <laughs> <laughs> that does, I guess it does. What else were we talking to? We were talking to the daffodils, and then we were talking to the old man tree that was on the other side Did of the daffodils. Did you talk about the daffodils? No. Daffodils are so cute. <laughs> so the daffodils I thought was were interesting because, and it was two separate sections of, of daffodils too. One at the beginning of the, of the arboretum, and then one towards the middle of the arboretum where Em and I found a nice spot to record <laughs> and uh both times I was listening to the daffodils they have like a pink aura around them or at least they did that day Ooh. auras do change we should talk about auras of plants oh yeah we can do that so they kind of had like a pink aura and it was a very light light pink color almost white and uh they had like very like a very uh high frequency vibration and the only thing that I can attune it to is singing and it was like a collective singing. They were all singing together. But if you focused on one of them, they would answer a question, but then go back to singing. <laughs> and They're it, like the Alice in Wonderland, whatever. Yes. So yeah. as a medium, things will show me things uh, past, present, future, but they'll also show me things that have happened in my life to try and get a point across. And they literally made me think about the flowers from Alice in Wonderland. Um I know they turned evil in the one section of the thing and they were like, get out of here, Alice. And like, but they were singing and they were all just like very happy at the beginning. And that's kind of exactly how the flowers were. Oh, the guy on Alice in Wonderland. I was okay. I was talking to Bradley about this. The guy who wrote Alice in Wonderland, like tripped on absinthe, like all the time. Okay. And absinthe is like one of the strongest things that you can drink. It's almost like it's almost like LSD or like mushrooms because yeah. of it, the properties it contains. If he was tripping that hard on on mushrooms or whatever it was, um, absinthe, and he wasn't necessarily He's probably actually hearing the flowers. And that's wild to me. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, that's a little freaky. That my normal thinking is like that. No, that you can take that many drugs and start hearing the spiritual energy around well, that's, you. That's what I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> so I was literally having a conversation with Bradley last night because he listens to all these podcasts now that he's at work and has alone time and whatever. So he just, while he's working by himself on whatever he's doing, he listens to podcasts. He was listening to a podcast about this guy who said that the only thing that's helped him with his PTSD, because I guess he got like the metal, like the purple heart or something, and he has a lot of um, of guilt 
associated with being awarded the Purple Heart because I guess he was the only survivor of his like ah, battalion yeah. or whatever. Platoon. Yeah. And uh, I guess he says that microdosing or like dosing himself with mushrooms like once a year or something or four times a year. I don't remember. He said quarterly. I think that's four times a year. Um, has helped him with his PTSD and he literally like doesn't suffer from PTSD after he has like these hard trips. And he said that the people that died in his platoon or whatever actually spoke to him and clarified that he doesn't need to feel regret for what happened. Basically was what Bradley was telling me. Yeah. There's a lot of spiritual people on TikTok that explain that when you are on, uh, I don't know, like cycle psychedelics. Yeah. Those types of drugs. I think it's just those where they like affect your ego. So you're more open to, uh, I guess the spiritual energy around you. So you would have uh, moments like that, but it's like, it's crazy that it's not like in your head. I don't know if that makes sense at all. Like you would imagine that you're actually having hallucinations, but in fact you are experiencing the world as it is. Exactly. <laughs> so Bradley was literally telling me, he's like, I think it would be interesting not only for like the trauma that you went through, that maybe it'll help you work through it. He's like, but as a medium, he's like, everybody that says that they take psychedelics or microdose or do mushrooms says that it, like M said, gets rid of your ego. And he's like, especially for someone like you, he's like, I wonder what that would be like. And I was like, I don't even want to know what that would be like. Cause I feel you like all probably the wouldn't dark be able things, to shut it off. Exactly. It would be, it would be worse. I'm like, Bradley, yes. I already tried to. Cause you were already at that level. You just would not be able to have a wall, a control at all. And I yes. feel like that would be it's, scary. It's literally like, um, if you were sleepwalking essentially, cause when you're asleep, you're the most open. So that would essentially happen to you while you're awake. And that's terrifying. I would yes. definitely do it if it was for science and I was in a controlled study <sighs> and it was like actually for a science study because I do follow some neuroscientists on like TikTok and social media and they're talking about how they're trying to understand the chemicals within different mushrooms and things like that. It might also be kind of like how you were when you were a child. Probably. Because you, uh, you didn't have an ego then either. So. <laughs> exactly. So anyways, I... I just thought of that while we were thinking about the daisies because he literally was on mind altering things that mm -hmm. usually get rid of your ego and that's people wild say that, that it, that's in a movie though. Oh yeah, there's so much controversy around Alice in Wonderland and the book itself because he wasn't in his right mind, which is why they think that it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dark things from Disney. <laughs> it's like Dumbo too. Dumbo's weird too. Everything from Disney is weird. Like it, the one part where Dumbo gets drunk and then like starts tripping about the elephants or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's because he, he like drank water, but they think it was because the water that he drank was from the clowns that were in the tent and they were like getting high. <laughs> cool. It's old things. Anyways, weird tangent. I just wanted to segue that because that wasn't even a segue. It was a tangent. You want to talk about the old tree next to the daffodils? The singing daffodils. Yeah. Um... The old tree next to it, uh, M was having me talk to. So yeah. there was a tree behind like, it. Is that tree alive? It looks like it's dead. Yeah, and then he was offended that M thought <laughs> that he was dead. And he's like, actually, no, the tree behind me is dead. I'm not dead. Because <laughs> there was like a quarter of a stump behind him, like directly against his trunk. And he was like, yeah, it kind of makes me sad that I don't have anyone else to talk to besides these dumb daffodils that won't shut up. But uh, so loud and high pitched, <laughs> and I'm so uh, such a low and vibrational 
being. Yeah, so this tree's aura was literally like a maroon color. Yeah. Like a brown red. She usually says that trees have a lower vibrational aura color. So like reds, oranges, yellows, things like that. Yeah, I haven't seen one that's above a yellow. Yeah, because they're they're a lower vibration. So that would make sense. Yeah. But uh he was telling me how there might be something wrong with like like a like a ant infestation or ants somewhere and that's why he hadn't lost his leaves cuz his leaves were still on po- po- portions of his branches which is why Em was like why he's like dead. He didn't He like has a whole bunch of dead branches. So I'm like, "Uh, he doesn't look too good." Well, they're just dead leaves and one side of him isn't really there, but he he's he's dealing with He's dealing with it. He needs another tree friend to help him with the infestation. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That would make more sense. Well, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> That's why he was upset that tree left, because he would have had someone to help him deal with it. Yeah. But uh, it was interesting. Yeah. But he was telling me that he might have something wrong, like, inside. Like, he might be a little sick, and that's why the, the leaves were there. But he's like, I'm fine. Don't talk about me like that. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm doing great. Yeah. I'll old, figure it out. 100% old man mentality. <laughs> and I don't think he was that old. Like, he wasn't as old as the big woman tree. Um, I think he was just grouchy. And just so grouchy. That was the energy. Because I was like, you're dead. <laughs> he's like, no, bitch. Yo, whippersnapper. Like, if he had a cane, you're he dead. definitely wave it at us. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my lawn. Don't call me dead. That was funny. What else? Who else did we talk to? There's a lot of things that you talk to. Oh, talk about the uh, the tree that I like. The one that can be like a house with the big branches that touch the ground. Oh, um, what kind of tree was it? I have no idea. But it's it's one of those trees. It's really short. But like there's like one spot that you can walk into it. And none of the branches are on the inside of the tree. They like go up and then swoop down to the ground. So when you're in it, it's like you're in a little house. And I love it. I forget what I was talking about. We weren't there very long. You told me that it was humbled that I liked it. So oh yeah. Much. <laughs> yeah. You just tell the story. I start forgetting. That's all I remember. <laughs> it was so cute. I loved that tree. Clearly, it was cute. I was dancing around it and was like, "I love you." Why wouldn't you in my yard? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he. It was like one of those trees. I think it was growing. Um, one of itself but it was still connected like okay for the people out there that don't know this strawberries strawberries grow um uh, okay you can buy separate strawberry plants i don't know how like agricultural people do it when you buy like the little plants that are individually potted from the stores but biologically strawberry plants I mean, you, they can grow other plants through seeds, and then that makes a new plant. But when a single strawberry plant grows, and you don't plant any other ones around it, the most typical thing for when you see other plants growing up around it is it's actually growing up itself. So underground, it creates new strawberry plants, and it grows like new ones. But so it's like they're when, actually connected. Like with mums, if you cut a mum and then put it in the ground, it will start growing roots no no there's um uh there's a plant called mother of many i think okay and okay hang on let me pull it up on my phone start talking about things while i pull this up on my phone elevator music do 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 so let me talk (laughs) (laughs) so the tree that i was talking about Liv also said that it 
it was humbled that I liked it because all of the other plants around it made fun of it. She's showing me, what is that? It's called Mother of Many. And I just wanted to say it because it's the most like iconic thing that plant people will know about. Or if you're not a plant person, you might have heard from a crazy plant person. So basically, it like a strawberry plant, it grows little tiny versions of itself on it. Oh, like a spider plant? If a spider plant does that. It has babies that are falling off of it. You've never seen a spider plant? No. Dear God. (laughs) That's like in every single person's house because they're just, they're literally grow like weeds and Ah. they just have babies all the time. They Ah. just like, they have, um, I don't know, like some vine and they'll have a little baby plant that's like at the bottom of it. And if you take that baby plant off of it and then plant it, it will do the same thing. We'll start growing bigger and make more baby spider plants but unlike the spider plant the the other plants from the strawberry plant are connected to it like it's literally the same plant it just surfaces but it's all the same root system yes okay yeah so how you were going with this tree the house plant i think was doing the same thing remember it had that little tiny other short stalk that was coming up out of the ground you're like is this a different one or is this a part of it and i was like i think it's a part of it what are we talking about the house tree Oh, the house tree. Yeah. Remember ah, there was the one section that popped up? There was one up? next to it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And they're like, they ah. planted another one. I was like, no, I think this is the same tree. That's like, that's him underground growing up again. Interesting. Very interesting. I really M- like him. As M strokes beard. He's real, he's real good. He's a real good tree. Okay. No one else likes him. That's what you told me. Oh, yeah. Because he makes, they make fun of him because he's weird looking. But he's so pretty. I love oh, him. We also need to talk about how uh, plants don't like weeds. There's a There was a woman who commented on TikTok about how she's like, there's a lot of weeds growing places, and I try to let them grow in places that won't cause harm to my other plants, but, like, what am I supposed to do? And I want to reply and be like, you can get rid of them if you want because the plants that you're probably trying to save from them probably don't like it because they know that, like, my mother, after we realized that we could talk to plants and she talked to her other friend and realized that at least three people are crazy, uh, she was... She likes to go on trail rides with our horses. That's basically what she does. She doesn't really compete or anything because Kate only likes to go on trail rides and jump things and splash in water. We're not like horse people that are like, our horses have to show. We have to make money and win ribbons. My mom's like, I'm going to go sit on a trail ride for four hours and fall asleep in the sun. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, she said that she was talking to some of the trees one day and they were telling her how they didn't like dandelions because dandelions are like pests. Yeah. And they're they're weeds. They're like parasites to other plants because they annihilate their root system exactly so i'm just here to tell that one person on tiktok that will probably never hear this that you can get rid of the weeds because the things that we see as weeds trees also see as weeds (laughs) because that's how their root system is the root system goes straight down and literally kills off other things around it so that it can exist off of whatever it kills Uh uh-huh yeah, so, so obviously a plant wouldn't like that. So <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Don't feel bad about it. They also have the same hierarchy that that we do. Mm. So if, weeds are at the bottom. Yes, got you. And then there's all, like me. I'm like I like dandelions. Dandelions aren't weeds. When you They're say really a pretty. hierarchy, do you know the hierarchy? No, I haven't really thought about it. Because like I feel like a tree would be a at the top for sure because they have a bigger root system. Oh, I definitely think trees are at the high. I also high, feel high like. End. Trees take care of the other plants around them. Trees really are like the parents of the world, of (laughs) Earth. Yeah. (laughs) Without trees, we wouldn't be here, guys. No non-plant organism would exist without trees. 
Got you. So it would be trees and then everything else and then weeds at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Lol. (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting. uh, I think uh, I'm trying to remember like school things. So they like to call earth like something called primordial soup. (laughs) So everything was just like gross organic rock material and like sulfurs and chemicals, but organic chemicals. So when you say chemicals in a, uh, well, no, it wasn't chemicals. Chemicals are things that are uh, synthetically made. So think of like crude, crude uh, rock material and organic matter. That is basically what earth was with like gross water. That wasn't the water that you think of now. It was just liquid, hot liquid. (laughs) Wow. And the atmosphere was like, I think it was mostly like sulfuric or sulfur and like bad things that would make your skin burn. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until all of those things somehow created photosynthesizing bacteria that breathed carbon dioxide and then released oxygen. Exactly. Yeah. That those things flourished in the environment that they were in. Because if you literally live off of carbon dioxide and your byproduct or your poop is oxygen, you would think that you do pretty good if the, like you're literally at a buffet of carbon dioxide. So Mm -hmm. that's why those photosynthetic bacteria or organisms were so, were so able to create a different world. Yeah. And it was so significant that it changed the atmosphere of the earth. To mostly oxygen. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. trees. Trees. And if we didn't have oxygen, we wouldn't be here because we were on the other end of it. Yeah. That's why plants are really important, guys. We should save the rainforests. Yeah. <laughs> Learn how to manipulate plant holobiomes so that we can save trees and promote reforestation and lower the amount of carbon within the environment so that our ozone doesn't disappear and then we burn. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a plan. (laughs) Sorry. Wow. (laughs) What else do you want to talk about, Emily? That's all I got in my little brain. Mm, It's not a little brain. It's a big Something. It's like Pinky in the brain. Okay. Can I be not the brain? You want to be Pinky? Yeah. Just just for some brain. (laughs) Yeah, you're a Virgo. You get to be the brain. I get to be something. Something. So our next podcast is going to be really cool. We touched on it. Uh, we're going to have a tarot reader. Tall MLA. Go to a tarot reader, and she's really talented, and she has her own business where she reads people's tarot cards. So make sure to go find her and watch our or listen to our podcast on that. And watch our video. She's psychic medium approved, guys. Come on. Yeah, we do a video where we test tarot cards versus lives psychic medium abilities and they're pretty accurate (laughs) (laughs) yeah live essentially went to the other room and solemnly uh read her own tarot cards and then she live and then live came back in and talked to her spirit guides and the spirit guides told her what was on the cards because her spirit guides are the ones that manipulate her cards yeah (laughs) they're like you need to do this 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 and that and both tall emily and i were like that's what the cards were telling you too (laughs) yeah that's funny yeah it was really cool and all of the past life stuff you get to hear about 
my past life and Liv's past life, which she's mentioned a little bit, but it's in a lot more detail because it's more focused through the tarot reading. So make sure you guys check out our next podcast. And you want to check us out on all our other social medias, especially YouTube. If you want to see the video that goes with our plant podcast, make sure to check all those out. However, we will see you guys in our next podcast. Also, please make readings. I would love to meet you guys. We have all our readings on our website. If you want her to talk to any of your plants, I'm sure she would. Try to tune in. Well, that's what I wanted to say. Should I I make a service where I talk to your houseplants? Oh, my God. Please let us know. Yeah. (laughs) Let us know if that's something that you guys would pay for. Because why not? If you guys want us to talk to your plants. Because that's so cute. Uh, And then also, if you think that Em and I should do more TikTok live. um, What is it? I think we should just do more TikTok lives. Oh, you mean tarot medium reading? Yeah. What do we call yes. it? Like tarot medium duo I think readings we or something? I a service to do that once I'm better at tarot because <sighs> I'm still very newbie. <laughs> <sighs> She'll be fine. Yeah. You just have to learn how to read your tarot cards also, that don't have words on them. <laughs> yeah. I also need more confidence because I'm when I'm reading them through our uh, TikTok live, I'm like, I don't know if this is real because I don't know. I can't see your face. I don't know if this is actually what's happening in your life or if I'm just like pulling straws from the universe and every single time they were like you're doing great that's exactly what's happening in my life and I'm like okay how yeah. <laughs> this is a piece of paper yeah the, uh, the OG garlic bread buddy I'm not gonna say the real thing because I don't want a whole bunch of people to like find that maybe but uh, <laughs> garlic bread bro was the uh the OG person that we did the but guys it's so tag cool because we were not expecting that to happen essentially I would read someone's tarot cards and live like tuned in to their energy and she would like see them in the room like looking through someone's eyes like through a spirit's eyes and she would be like why are you in the dark oh no jesus turn on a light it was just like psychically looking at them well yeah okay okay so there wasn't a ghost for this guy oh no there was another one that she was talking to and she was literally looking through the spirit's eyes oh the over their shoulder yes Yeah, the the one scary guy was like literally showing me what this guy, what this girl was doing in her house. But that one was from his their from point, his of view. point of view. But yeah, garlic bread, bro. I literally just saw them sitting in their room with the lights off She's and like, their TV God, on. Turn the light on, and then <laughs> they're like, "Stop calling me out." But no, sometime <laughs> during that, so she said that once, and then they did turn on a light. A second time, she's like, "Wow, we finally turned on a light," and <laughs> the person responds with. Stop calling me out. How do you know that? <laughs> it was kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. It's so much fun. I think I think we should do some more of those before we make it into a service so that I can get more confident. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that would be super fun. Then- but that's that would be so cool like to have as a service. Yeah, why not? Because it's really interesting. And if you guys want me to talk to your plants. Let me know. Yeah. Also, we can add a plant service. That could be like a, like a cheaper service. I oh, feel for like. sure. Because I don't think you get very much from plants. Because no, it's mostly just like a general vibe or feeling, and maybe a couple little things. Honestly, I don't know. They'll probably give me some tea on what you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Oh gosh. All right, everybody. We love you. We'll see you guys in their next podcast. Please let us know what you guys think about tarot psychic medium readings and also plant readings because we can add a couple services for you guys go on to our website and you can comment on our blog you can contact us or you can comment on our youtube video all about plants let us know we really want to know your input
And as Em likes to say, we'll see you in the next one. We'll see you guys in the next one. Oh, wow. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.